Betty. How's it going? It's going great. Ready for another episode? I am. Halfway to summer? And I'm excited because we're, we're, we're doing something a little different. Yeah, we threw out on our Instagram page a story asking people to share potential topic ideas. And uh, we left that up in our highlights. So if people still want to add potential ideas, you can. We, we got a couple of great suggestions and we posted them on our stories if you haven't followed us on instagram yet it is halfway number two somewhere podcast and you can check us out there too yeah and it was like a deluge (laughs) (laughs) yes we have how many we have this giant hat yep full of responses yeah the papers i wrote all the answers that we got are the topics on pieces of paper and we're gonna pull one of them out now and we're gonna talk about it okay you ready i'm ready all right born ready here we go Ooh. okay we got opening up a relationship yeah that is an interesting one it is um I will say up front, I have never opened a relationship and given my inclination toward, well, I think relationship anarchy as it's described in Polysecure at least, mm-hmm. I probably won't ever open one up. However, I do have some experience on the outside of that. Yeah. That would be fun to share. And I know you have experience on both sides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I think we have some well, I'll say a plethora of mm. angles to speak from. Can, on can this. you can can you say that one more time? Plethora. It's mm. a good word. It is. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something else that's sexual, and I it can't does. think of what the word is. Maybe if you mess with the syllables, like a plethora. Oh, <laughs> there it is. That's what it is. Plethora. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Okay, so on this episode, we are are starting blind because we picked the topic um, out of a hat, and so to speak. And I'm trying to think of where a great place to start was. I guess maybe we can talk about some of the ways in which people might broach the topic mm. with a partner, or you know, even start sort of thinking about it if they're it's coming to mind, or they're you know wanting to kind of experiment with the structure of relationships so totally we could even start with like things not to do sure. um uh, I, I i was adjacent to mm. one and one person in the monogamous relationship decided their sexual needs weren't being met and decided to cheat on their partner oh and thought that maybe letting their partner know they had been cheating and then want to open the relationship up to include this third mm. person probably not the best way i don't i don't know yeah. i have to do some research on that but i'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that's definitely a really shitty way to yeah, approach it probably not probably not going to get what you need out of that no you you might get lots of things you don't need yeah. um but yeah i i think well, I mean, fundamentally, and I think from both of our perspectives, whether we are defining our relationship solely as ENM, ethical, ethically non-monogamous or not, 
we approach all of our relationships with a fundamental, you know, expectation that it will be ethically approached, that there will be dialogue and people will have agency and information to be able to make informed decisions about the relationship that they're participating in. Uh, absolutely. I think foundationally, every relationship deserves respect. And so if you've entered into a monogamous dynamic, like any relationship, owning your feelings and needs and yeah. making sure that you're building a healthy foundation of open communication is important. Yeah. Again, it's not an experience I've had from from the inside, opening a, 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 a monogamous relationship. I can imagine it can be hard because yeah. I think one of the things that's true and certainly some things that I've read about it is to not fool yourself. You are making a really significant change to a relationship that has existed in the past and will necessarily be radically altered in the future. Yeah. Um, and I think some other experiences I've had are, I think, you know, people in a monogamous couple thinking they're going to open their 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 marriage up sexually to like playthings the sure. the unicorn hunter yeah. that I think yep. we all know about and see on the internet dating sites bad unicorn hunters <laughs> um, you you have to treat people in relationships like people and yeah. relationships and I think it's naive to think you're going to open up a monogamous relationship not affect that relationship at all and then sure. have all of the fun that right. can come from opening a relationship because it can be yeah. edifying and gratifying sexually, emotionally, but to think it's not going to change foundationally the structure of that initial relationship, I th I think is naive. But then again, you you actually have experience doing it, so yeah, I'm, I I would agree that it's naive. I would say that if you don't want to have an emotional relationship with somebody, you know, in terms of opening up an existing relationship, you don't have to. The same as if you're monogamous, you can choose to, you know, kind of have hookups and and that can be that can be emotional without an emotional commitment. There can be all kinds of different structures. So, it's not impossible. I think the key of what you said was that there's communication. And what I don't see from people who are unicorn hunting is an acknowledgement that we're not looking for any kind of commitment. We're not looking for anything more than, you know, an occasional hookup. People describe wanting to take a third partner out on dates, wanting to have them over for events, holidays. That is going to require, even at a minimum, a friendship. Yeah. Getting to know the person and treating them with care and respect not that you can't treat somebody with care and respect that you don't have an emotional relationship with that's an ideal i think we should have for all human interaction but yeah i, I think it's tricky i think the i think you're right it's certainly possible to have more casual relationships and even make that a an intentional thing mm -hmm. i think i think understanding that we don't always have control over that and it's possible to express that as a desire. Sure. I want to go out and mm -hmm. have casual sex hookups outside of my monogamous relationship. But just like when you're dating, in a, even in a monogamous dynamic, 
you don't control your feelings. In fact, yeah. we we generally as a species don't control that. We don't control when we fall in love mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how we feel about certain uh, dynamics and situations and people. And so in opening up a previously monogamous relationship, understanding that there is a risk yes. that you will feel mm-hmm. something that is contrary to your in intended exploration yes and i think going into it knowing that is going to put anyone in a much better position because i think going yeah. in thinking i don't i'm not going to have feelings for anybody we're mm-hmm. just i just going to explore whatever it is kink or sex or whatever yeah um it's fine it's fine to want to do that and it's mm-hmm. fine to do that and have that be mm-hmm. a thing that actually manifests yeah but going in thinking you have full control over that yeah. is again yeah. a little maybe maybe naive and going yeah. in saying I want casual, I want no yeah. strings attached, I just want yeah. to to fuck and kink and do stuff is fine. Mm-hmm. But you might also yeah. get some feelings. Yes, you and, might. And and I think acknowledging that up front, both for yourself and your your current monogamous partner is really important and to talk through what that might look like if it happens yeah. and how it will navigate how, how how you will navigate it actually create the language up front yeah because if you don't have it mm-hmm. then you get stuck in this i can imagine at least again i've never done it yeah. uh, i've seen people do it um stuck in this yucky place where it's like did i cheat did i cheat because i fell in love yeah. no but yeah. you didn't talk about it and it right. makes it a lot harder yeah, and I, I think again a couple of key pieces that you you mentioned there is one the communication about expectations and an understanding that you can't control it, and two also letting go of the shape of your relationship that you're opening the monogamous relationship, letting go of what that has been and recognizing that that is going to evolve as well because even if neither of you has a relationship that's more than just you know a, a sexual addition to your relationship with each other you may discover things about yourselves that change your relationship to one another mm. and that i think is is actually often more what happens for yeah. a lot of people is they discover actually maybe I'm more queer than I thought I was Mm. or maybe I actually really want to have a meaningful relationship with someone who has a different frame of mind and still maintain my relationship with you and sometimes even the introduction of that as an idea for one partner suddenly feels really difficult Mm. whereas when it was just a discussion about having sex with somebody else it didn't it felt exciting and fun and playful. And I think most people are pretty naive about what all of the things that it can mean. So I think if you can approach opening up your relationship with an attitude of this will be just like starting any new dating relationship. And we both have to approach that not only with this third person that we're bringing in, but we also have to act like we're just starting to date each other mm, again. That's interesting. Yeah. In a, in a new dynamic, in you obviously dynamic. have the the backstory. Yep. Um, yeah, you said a couple of things there that I think are interesting. One is treating every new connection with 
the respect and care that any human deserves. Um, <laughs> wow, we, we, we've got a third co-host joining us. Some extra pussy on the show tonight. <laughs> I don't think he would like that. So, well, you know, um, it's just one fun thing about a podcast when you live in a house with animals. Yeah. So. Uh, that was E.B. He has decided to uh, make his podcast cameo. He's got a lot to say about this. Yes. Well, apparently he's he's here to stay. He's, he's getting comfortable he over there. He is getting comfortable <laughs> and very vocal. Uh, so where was I? Um, uh, okay. Uh, treating treating uh, new people with respect and care, but I think also, to your point, understanding that you are entering into a new relationship with somebody yep. that you may have had a, a, a lot of experience with in a different yeah. relationship, that it is definitionally a new relationship. And in exploring that new relationship, I have definitely experienced this, again, from the outside looking mm-hmm. in, partners opening up uh, relationships where you you can learn thing in this new dynamic about you know previous partner or yeah. existing partner that yeah. you wouldn't have known and it can be yes. a long time after you know 5 10 15 years of monogamy mm-hmm. then exploring um an open relationship whether it's poly or just fucking um things about them that didn't manifest and Absolutely. that can be challenging and and so i think treating it like a new relationship is really important setting your expectations Mm -hmm. in the same way that you would a new relationship where you're like i don't know who this person is and i want to learn and grow as opposed to i've been with you forever i know everything about you and this is going to be smooth sailing because people are different in different dynamics yes and you got to know this person and shared potentially your own new relationship energy nre as i say um and but when you're looking at it from the outside even if you're participating in that relationship but you're observing how your partner of however long doesn't matter how long behaves in that dynamic when they're feeling that nre with someone else Mm. That can introduce a whole host of ways that you're interpreting their behavior, their words, their thinking, their approach, just entirely differently. Yeah. So, and it can bring up feelings I suspect of jealousy mm-hmm. and fear that yeah. are new because yes. you're seeing them, let's say, fall in love mm-hmm. or just just NRE. Yeah. I think the two are somewhat related biochemically, but and it's not with you, how do you ask for that reassurance? Do you have language and structure? Mm -hmm. I think the thing is, for me, if if I were to imagine myself opening up a relationship with all of the things I've learned through through a lot of hard experiences Mm -hmm. uh, and mistakes, I might add, is the foundation of strong communication and language and frameworks and like how issues and feelings are processed I think is foundational I think it's foundational everywhere it's foundational for me and how I conduct my life both in relationships in business everywhere Mm -hmm. if 
but I, I can imagine in that scenario it being especially important because if you don't have frameworks already about how issues and feelings are processed, yeah, they're going to happen and then you're, you're going to be lost. You'll be floundering. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least in my own experience, my partner and I at the time who had been in a monogamous relationship, we had had sort of iterations of opening our relationship. We had initially a comfort with if you go out with friends or you're out and about doing something and you happen to meet an interesting person that you want to make out with, that's totally cool. You don't need to run it by me. Just tell me about it. We'll talk about it and no big deal. Then it was, we had a couple that we wanted to potentially swing with and explore what that might feel like. And, you know, we had a long-term you know, loving friendship with them. And there was a lot of discussion before that. And things continued to evolve. And it wasn't until my partner at the time met someone who explicitly said they were poly. My partner said, met this person and they were like, hey, do you want to go out sometime? And my partner was like, actually, I'm in a relationship. And the other person was like, yeah, me too. I'm poly. So do you want to go out? And, you know, so then my partner at the time said, well, no, I'm not poly. I'm monogamous. So um, let me, you know, think about that or whatever. And so we started having some conversations and the, the framework that we, you know, approached it from, we did some reading, we did some talking to other people that we knew and we said, well, Part of doing this in a meaningful way is understanding that that could mean our relationship will end. And that could mean in a variety of ways. It could mean that we literally decide not to be together anymore. We were married at the time. That could mean our relationship shifts. It could mean that the way in which we each are approaching this might change or end. And I think fundamentally that conversation was really good, but I don't think either of us actually thought it would happen. Mm. And we are divorced, to be clear. (laughs) So it definitely ended. And very good friends. And very good friends. I think it's worth adding. Yes. I'm really fortunate for that. So I think that that, that was a thing that we needed to actually not just say, but have a conversation of... If it came to a point where we decided that we could no longer maintain the marriage, the, you know, whatever long-term relationship, it doesn't have to be a marriage, that we are currently in, what would that mean? And actually talk through, would that mean we get a divorce? Would that mean we have separate bedrooms? Would that mean we move out? Would that mean we stay married, but our relationship is going to be entirely different and actually talk through all of those scenarios and feel the things that emotionally will come up for you when you present the concept of saying out loud, what if we got to a place where we decided we wanted to actually get divorced and feel it? Because I think if we had actually explored the conversation of, of acknowledging that our relationship 
either as it was or as we knew it or literally might end and then explicitly talked about the details of what that could mean, we might have had a different understanding and been able to absorb that and then approach things a little bit more thoughtfully than we did. I don't think it was you know, completely naive the way that we approached it, but I think it was a little bit, a little bit, let's say basic. Yeah. And I think obviously like life, life is a a learning proposition and you don't know what you know until Mm -hmm. you know it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think we're using the word naive a lot. And I think I want to make it clear that is not a value judgment, but no, um, it's a lack of knowing. Yeah, it's a lack of knowing. And I and you and we are all there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think um, all of my learning has come from um, experiences in which I was extremely naive. Yeah. Um, and that can be painful sometimes. And I think conversations like this can help. Uh, certainly, I find them helpful. I learn a lot mm-hmm. from talking to you. And just talking in general because it creates you know a space in which you can explore and be vulnerable and learn mm-hmm. without getting hurt so much yeah. i think that's the goal right yeah i think at least in my thinking it would have been helpful for you know both of us to take some of the same questions and lines of thinking do some journaling or some meditation or reflection or bringing it up in therapy or talking with friends about what is it that we wanted for ourselves? Yes. What is it that we were hoping would happen? And then bringing that to each other, sharing those ideas, sharing those things, and then talking together. What do we want together? Mm -hmm. What do we want individually? What do we want together? And what is the possibility of what that could build beyond Mm. just us? And so, again, I think being really intentional about what you want and need, which, you know, ideally you're having those conversations with partners, no matter your relationship dynamic. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? What are your expectations? I think that could benefit a lot of monogamous relationships as well of having some really intentional discussions about wants and needs what happens when they're not met how do you communicate that to each other how do you share openly with each other in a way that allows somebody to express disappointment or frustration lack of needs being met and in a way that doesn't feel threatening to the other person and you could have that open dialogue and I can say to a partner, I'm really disappointed in how this turned out. That's not what I intended. I don't think it's what you intended either. So how do we move forward from this? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is really good. That, you know, I think hindsight on, on your specific opening of a relationship. I think, you know, if I distill what I, what I think I heard you said was do some like introspection and learning both mm-hmm. individually and as a, a couple if you will uh, you know in in that relationship to understand what are all of the things and there's there are so many amazing books i've I've, we mentioned poly secure earlier Mm -hmm. really great book um i think you know we'll probably add that and maybe a few other resources in the notes uh to this podcast but i think that 
that kind of introspection mm-hmm. and open dialogue before you open things up it has to be really important. Again, I'm speaking, <laughs> I, I have to keep recognizing my own both ignorance and laugh, lack of experience, uh, both, you know, historically and probably moving forward. I can't imagine me in this uh, position. I think, you know, I conduct all of my relationships with very open communication mm-hmm. and dialogue and candor. I am just generally open and want to treat everything as a, a possible anything. Mm-hmm. However, that is not the case when you're opening a relationship. Uh, you're ch- yeah. you're changing something drastically. Mm-hmm. And I really love your, I, I love the idea of treating it like dating again. You know, the same person you've yeah, been married to right. or in a relationship. Yeah. You are radically changing it. What I would also encourage people to think about and I wish that I had done is trust myself to Hmm. be able to, you know, part of opening a relationship is setting boundaries and not just saying, you know, random things that you do or don't want to happen, but being able to explain what you need and why and what that means for you. Also talking with each other about what will happen if those boundaries are not respected upfront, I think saves people a lot of trouble. And I think that's where I had some breakdown. I would also just stress for the record that opening up a relationship that is currently monogamous into polyamorous or some other version of ENM does not mean the relationship has to end. I just want to make that clear. Mine ended and that was my experience in that particular situation. I have so many examples from friends, from readings, from friends of friends, other partners, other partners yeah. that have not had that experience whatsoever. It's deepened their relationship. There might have been some difficult moments. Ultimately, it was one that was full of love and growth. Um, and there can be all kinds of breakdowns. Equally, I would also say reading and learning is essential and important because thinking about somebody else's experience and how it might apply to yours can give you lots of insight with, to your point, you didn't experience it, but reading it about from somebody else's experience can inform you. Not taking that to be the only way or, you know, the way that it has to work for you. I think a lot of people, you know, at each iteration, as we have thought about the feminist slut and then opening up and more than two, these are all books or writings and moving into polysecure and other, all kinds of other things. These are not the only ways and they are from a particular perspective through a particular lens that can be incredibly helpful, but they're not your experience. It's not your life. So you have to also think about the fact that just because somebody else wrote about a book about it doesn't mean that they are any more of an expert than you are because at the end of the day, you are the expert on yourself. Oh, I was just going to say that. Oh, uh, I didn't... stuck it right out of your yeah. mouth. Yeah, you like it when I do that. Uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do like it when you say that. It helps me. I think that's really important, understanding that you are the only best expert on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's something that I have struggled with. And even just that mental reframing makes a lot of difference with how you approach anything yeah. Whether it's opening a relationship or starting new relationships or even being confident in who you are. 
That sounds like another episode. It does. (laughs) (laughs) I have had some experiences. I think if we go back to the wanting to keep things casual, Mm -hmm. I think that one is especially alluring Mm -hmm. because it feels easy and breezy. Mm -hmm. It feels so so good it's like all the good with none of the bad mm-hmm. you get to like have sex and do all these fun things with different bodies and people and bits and shapes feel exciting yeah Ew. and it comes at no expense mm-hmm. and i think a i think that general mindset is is a little bit dangerous one is people aren't objects Mm -hmm. they're people Mm -hmm. and even well negotiated i think it can be problematic long-term casual relationships can be just as difficult Mm -hmm. as long-term intense emotional relationships because it requires a lot of energy and then i think for me you know most recently my partner you know stated we kind of negotiated a very non-emotional relationship and that changed. Yep. And they are opening up their marriage in the process. And watching that has been really eye-opening for me. Because one, I think I'm, I'm like seeing how that navigation is evolving. And what's interesting is, and maybe you can speak a little bit about this, because I, I th- I think in a previous conversation you had mentioned something similar where mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the the person in the mo- monogamous yeah. relationship that accepted the opening, mm-hmm. you know, maybe nervous, has done it, I think, quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the things that we want to make sure we're able to do? What needs to be in our toolbox in the yeah. m- monogamous world? That's like, oh, you just don't want to commit. That's like telling bisexual people they need to pick. Yeah. I think, yes, to go back to the relationship, the person that's opening or requests to open the relationship. The reason why I feel like that happens sometimes is that the person who proposes opening the relationship has typically spent some time thinking about it. It might have been something they've wanted for a really long time and didn't feel comfortable asking for or proposed a while ago and now feels like their relationship is in a stable place where they can open up that conversation again. So I think part of the issue for some folks is that on the person, on the part of the person who is proposing that they open the relationship, there's been some investment in sort of thinking about what does this mean? What does this look like? How do I feel? What do I want? How might this look? And then if their partner agrees to it, they get so excited that they're balls to the wall, jump in, I'm doing this, mm. and feel like now I have free reign to do this thing that I've wanted to do for X number of months, years, maybe even before they got into that relationship. And so that can feel tricky. Whereas, and and again, this isn't in all cases, of course, I have found in talking with, uh, with others that for the person who is being, that is being asked of, they tend to 
spend some time reflecting on that. What does that mean for me? How might this change things? Reading about it, Googling it, talking with other people, seeing Mm. if any of their friends are in situations like that. I discovered when my relationship was in the process of opening up how many people I actually knew who had experimented with some version of ENM, whether it Mm. was swinging or having an open relationship or being poly, who were maybe just nervous about sharing that. And I, I was surprised at how many people had experiences that they could share with me of things that worked and didn't work for them hmm. in a variety of capacities. And so there was a lot of investigation. And that's not to say my partner was very thoughtful about it. Yeah. Um, but I've just seen a lot of folks who, who get so excited and enamored with this concept or in some cases haven't had the language even. They want a certain thing and then someone is like, oh, well, I'm doing this thing called poly. And they're like, oh, what is that? What is so it can feel really exciting and new and different and that especially with new relationship energy it can be intoxicating And people can have a really hard time drawing themselves away from that and remembering that their other partner still has needs and still has things. And if they're still kind of working through, what does that mean in their relationship? It can feel really tricky. So sometimes the dynamic then looks like the person that's asking is suddenly very, you know, sort of youthful and jubilant and very excited and maybe is not spending as much time with their existing partner uh, and sort of navigating all of the things that come along with that. Whereas the person that is, that is being asked of spent all this time sort of researching and thinking and being really careful and thoughtful. Um, And again, it's not to say that both people can't be Yeah, just that it can feel a little bit like, okay, I agreed to this and now I'm entering into relationships with all this intention and thought to make sure that I am still committed to the thing that we have. And now I feel like you are like a kid in a candy store and I'm over here doing the thing that we agreed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think that this notion of like, how how to be poly in whatever dynamic whether mm-hmm. whether it's swinging or casual or not casual intense mm-hmm. solo poly relationship anarchy how to do it well and i think in opening a a, a historically monogamous relationship that learning whether it's the asker or the ascii is really important and maybe even reading the same books and Mm -hmm. reflecting on them together together yeah again it comes back to i think one of the tenets of you know my tenets of relationships generally which is open communication owning feelings keeping and saving space for people to own their feelings mm-hmm. i think the relationship needs all relationships need space to like care for someone who is owning their feelings and i don't think these are concepts that are typically explored inside certainly no monogamous relationship i've been in and our society at large i don't think these are 
concepts. I think they'd be helpful in all relationship dynamics, whether it's monogamy, poly, or any other uh, dynamic. But because we don't get those, you know, muscles exercised in some of these other relationship dynamics, and I think society at large, it can be really hard and jarring if you've been in a long-term monogamous relationship to open up and then suddenly have this deluge of things that you had never had to deal with before or think about. My monogamous relationship was great. We didn't fight ever. And it's because you didn't you didn't have to deal with certain things mm-hmm. or navigate things. And so it was okay. And it doesn't mean the relationship got worse. It it just means you aren't practiced at some things that A are I think helpful generally. Yeah. Um and B are necessary mm-hmm. in any sort of poly exploration. Yeah, and the practice, I was just trying to find the link. We can add it um, potentially later on. There are a number of tools that you can use as a starting point or you can use if you like them. You can edit, make them your own to create relationship check-ins. And I think especially if you're opening a relationship from one dynamic to another, and that could be from poly to monogamous too, you need to really do the due diligence to do exactly what you're talking about. Practice. Check in with yourself, check in with each other, and evaluate how are you feeling? How do you feel like your partner is meeting your expectations? How are you meeting their expectations? Um, Are there ways in which expectations have not been met or there have been frustrations that you want to talk about and you can navigate going forward in a different way Um, you know how do you want to continue to evolve what you're doing what would you like to be the same or different there's all kinds of different ways that you can check in if you get in the practice of evaluating that from your own perspective and with one another and you can decide do you do that once a week do you do it once a month do you do it once a quarter once a year Whatever works for you, I think you're you're building that muscle memory, you're flexing that relationship muscle and your care and your energy and time to say, this is important to me. I'm important to me. You're important to me. We are important to me. And this thing that we're doing is important that I'm doing it in a way that is respectful of you and us. And that allows you to all to maintain that feeling of respect and care and and then you can learn to your point you can learn about things you're doing well or not well you can share with each other and you can still build your relationship both with yourself and with your partner in a way that can feel really you know I guess growth oriented I just looked up as you were talking and I remember at the beginning of our relationship we talked about that. Mm-hmm. We had some uh, check-ins, and I was enamored with it. I was trying to find the outline. I couldn't, but I found some notes. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is as I reflect back on the arc of our relationship, I think you had proposed it as kind of a, an official event, a mm-hmm. thing we did, mm-hmm. like you said, weekly or biweekly. And I, I don't know that this is always possible, mm-hmm. but we, we seem to have like 
we kind of knitted it into the fabric of our relationship. Yeah. With that said, I would be open to doing that if you want to. I have some notes on one relationship check-in that we did. So just as an example, we had three main topics, communication and expectations, fears, and then fantasies and wants, desires. And we would both come with things under each one, Mm -hmm. not mandatory. It's not a test. It is really helpful. And I think, I think we ultimately merged it. I'll talk about that around partners, dates, sex, not only using those tools and whatever way feels right for you in terms of time or how often it can also be really helpful to go back to things like that of where were we a year ago? Mm. What things have we accomplished in that time? How do we feel about our progress in our relationship, both in terms of how we've grown individually as a couple in our other partnerships, what things have made us feel really you know sort of strained or were really difficult that we were able to work through what things are we still working through now what things are we really proud of ourselves for not just individually but together and that can also just help you to sort of reframe where you're at think about the progress that you've made and to be able to talk again in a really open way that helps you to identify challenges if you, or I was like about to do like a SWOT analysis we don't need to do SWOT for your relationships you could if you wanted if <laughs> that could be your kink nerd. I don't know it could be your kink but essentially that you could check into beat it nerd yeah <laughs> we're not gonna do SWOT analysis by the way um but something to that effect to be able to not just constantly be thinking about what can we do better to also take the time to say what have we done really well and what spaces and moments do we have to be proud of in our relationship yeah well this has been super fun it has been i hope i hope people find it edifying and interesting yeah um i want to do more of these i have no idea what's going to happen podcasts we just yeah. pulled it out of a hat. So, like, if you're out there on the interwebs, let's do this more. Mm-hmm. Send us your suggestions. We love to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> we really appreciate people being able to offer some topics for the first time that we drew out of a hat, a proverbial hat. And we really appreciate the person that suggested that we talk about opening up a relationship and hope that it helped um, give a little insight. And we'll see you next time on Halfway to Somewhere. To Somewhere.